Hello and welcome to episode 3 of series 2 of Pullback Reveal, or um, as I've discovered, obviously we should be calling it Lockdown Reveal at the moment, would have made much more sense, so I'll change it afterwards, um, and hopefully you'll catch up on that clever marketing that I did. Um, hope that you are all well out there, where are we today? We are the 3rd of April uh, 2020. And uh, yeah, I hope you're getting by. I'm a bit brighter today. I've been was a bit down the last couple of records that I've done, but feel much better. Uh, but I have been doing loads of like online classes and stuff with the kids and toddler sense and a uh, bit of Joe Wicked early in the morning as well, dressing up and uh, doing some exercise there. So obviously, I appreciate it if you haven't got kids, and you might feel a bit weird. Uh, some classes might not even let you in, to be honest. I think generally uh you might need a kid to register for them but uh no if any connection you can make and as i've said before i hope that this is helping out with that a bit as well um if you want to chat or message or anything get in touch guys um more than happy to uh yeah start a conversation whether i know you or not and if you're a comic out there that might just appreciate a 45 minute phone call that we whack out on one of these episodes give me a shout as well you'll be more than welcome um yeah the direction of it is is changing a bit this series obviously with everything that's going on and i think it's probably best that i sort of position it now as you know something that comes out every couple of days and it's really just to catch up with different comics different creatives about the how they're coping and that's what i'm gonna theme my questions around a bit more as well so if we can get some good tips from them about stuff that's working for them or not working um then why not let's just share this experience and get through it together really isn't it that's what it's all about and i hope that you are being well looked after or managing to look after some other people too so this this week's today's episode is the pretty brilliant steve allen um who first off introduces me to a new way to record so when this episode starts you will notice the sound quality is absolutely amazing uh, compared to other stuff of how it's been before, which I thank him for, and you should all thank him for dearly as well. Hopefully now we can eradicate uh, the poor quality audio episodes, which is going to be amazing. Uh, I can't wait for just having a load of clear recordings uh, going forwards. Now, Steve Allen, you may recognise from the Match Report, um, his stand-up comedy, obviously. Uh, he's got a lovely following online, and uh, yeah, I recommend check out the links of his socials on the show notes um really funny guy worth following uh, a lot to say and obviously the mash report is a fantastic show as well uh, so you can catch him on that i think they're currently recording and into i forget what series number he told me i'm sure he said series three don't hold me to that i apologize if that is incorrect yes yeah, so have a listen uh, see what you think reach out to steve uh, reach out to myself i will see you again at the end of this episode Thanks very much for tuning in. Bye-bye. There we go. And that's brought up a recording light. And it's going up and down. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Does it move up and down when I'm talking as well? Just to give it the old double test? It does, yes. I mean, that is, I think, the test that they do in professional TV stations, radios. (laughs) (laughs) Just one guy saying, hang on. Oh, it's moving, moving up and down. Yeah, <laughs> we're good to go, Mr. Spielberg. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How are you, right. mate? You're right. Uh, yeah, not doing bad at all. I mean, crazy time, but I'm sure we'll 
get onto that if that's what we talk about. Yeah, it's it, it it's weird, isn't it? Because we're I'm sure it's every country, but because we're British, that is the default kind of you know introduction to any conversation, isn't it? Is to ask the other person how are you kind of thing. It's like, yeah. like the world is on fire around us, and we're still like just <laughs> everything. And and the answer that you'll normally get is like yeah, fine. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not a bad res- uh, response, I suppose, because ninety-eight percent live, two percent die. So it's really, really bad news. If the start of a film was two percent of the world's population will die by the end of it, you were like, shit. Yeah. But ninety-eight percent not doing. So that's that's probably the word fine should be defined as that. Yeah, you, you're probably right, actually. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, we've mentioned Spielberg already, but I'm sure a movie of his would they'd have to bump those numbers up a bit, wouldn't they, to properly get it? <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be much of a zombie movie if it was like two percent of people were zombies. You know, you're never, <laughs> never quite going to be overrun, are you? That would be a great film, though, wouldn't it? Just to to follow the logic to see what happens if it was a two percent conversion to zombie rate. Yeah, I, love I, I mean that—that's it—that's the thing for me, and again, it is like it, it's just surreal, isn't it, of what's going on at the moment? And it's uh, again the default position is almost to, I guess you, maybe people like us, I, I'll dare to say that, but you know, we maybe our minds wander on it a little bit more. I don't know, but you know, to explore how just absurd and strange this time is, because you know, even three weeks ago, probably, I was you know, arranging the comedy nights that I do, you know, going to work mm. in the mornings and stuff like that. And I'm sure three weeks ago, if you, you know, we've probably all had conversations with people saying, oh, there's something pretty big coming of, you wouldn't have imagined we'd be where we are now. Yeah. Yeah, no one saw this coming at all, did they? Certainly I didn't, otherwise I would have shopped before everyone else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I um, um our fridge, we, we did manage, actually, we did a, We've done a couple of trips out and sort of seen massive queues and then gone, no, we, we, we're not <laughs> yeah. that desperate yet. <laughs> we don't need to join that just yet. But it's, um, yeah, oh, like like you said, mate, crazy time. So, yeah, thanks very much for, for joining us. I appreciate you uh, yeah, joining us from your lockdown. Where where are you bunkered in at the moment? Where's um, I'm in, in North Kent. Okay, how's how's North Kent looking? All right, I, I don't know. Do you know, I was because technically I'm an essential worker as well, so I left the house over the weekend because I do okay. some broadcasting. And um, one of the guys at the radio station said, "What's it like in Gravesend, where I live?" I went, "I've got no idea, mate. I've not, I've not left the house. <laughs> I walked to the car and then drove to the station. I've not seen. You know, it's easier for anyone else to get more information about where I live than me because I've just, I've not gone outside. I can't see it from here." Yeah, I, I love and I love that's coming from a, a key, a key worker as well. With yeah. <laughs> so Steve, let's go to Steve for a report on um, yeah what's happening up there. Not a clue, mate. I'm in lockdown like everyone else. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Let's go to our reporter on the scene. What's it like there? Uh, I've got no idea. I've not been allowed to leave the house. Have you not seen the news? <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, idea. I, I think um, they were. We we tend to flick through the channels a. Uh, a bit in the morning just to you know annoy ourselves in equal parts from different angles basically depending on what tv station you you go to you know intermittently for your news and uh i think uh it's not like Piers to get himself wound up about anything is he but um <laughs> some someone had emailed in to say why have you got reporters at all these places aren't you making the situation <laughs> worse and uh 
yeah, Piers didn't get didn't get that angle at all. He's like, we have uh. to be there to show you this, you know. Even though they're gone to one of the testing centres, um, and the opening line to the sort, of, you know, the guy in the field was, you know, what's it like there? And it, and he <laughs> he did actually say. Well, they don't open for half an hour, so it's quite quiet at the moment. It's like you really didn't need to be there then, did you? And what, I, I don't know. It's this need, isn't it, for the news and constant updates and seeing a picture that we've yeah. we've got at the moment that, I don't know, we've, we've had, there's been historical pandemics, obviously, and, uh, you know, things that have happened in the past, but as will always happen, obviously, going forwards, but each one is more and more, you know sort of online and streamed live and in your face and it it possibly Mm. doesn't help with people's i don't know stress levels and everything else really about a scenario there was a thing on the news um right when this started before the lockdown that i was watching the bbc news channel and they're covering all the different angles with coronavirus and they then threw to a feature about anxiety levels during the coronavirus pandemic and the the little package has said, "Don't watch too much news. Don't put that on the news channel. You just shut your own audience. What are you doing?" But there is that obsession with having to be from the scene for no good reason. Um, in Kent, there was a piece of news about uh, there's another Dartford crossing, but it's not in Dartford. So it's the Lower Thames crossing that they announced that they would pl- uh, build, and it was two years ago or something they announced it, and they sent people down to report. But what I mean, it's it's not going to be there for a decade. You're just sending people to report from a field where a tunnel will be 10 years from now, possibly. And it's just, it's just a waste of time, isn't it? But people would rather see people outside a place that's closed or not open yet or it's not happened, not going to happen for a decade rather than see someone who knows what they're talking about in a studio. Yeah, yeah. Very... It's our fault, really, for enjoying it. Well, it is, and it, it sort of, um, yeah, just carries on from the, the fact that we all sort of, you know, add to it at times, don't we, by... Just mobile phones being pulled out of pockets at every, you know, possible opportunity to film a situation in front of you as well. You know, it's a kind of unless you've seen it, people, I guess, won't believe it. Maybe, maybe that's the thought behind yeah. it now. Um, it's terrible, isn't it? Because in the old days, if you know, people used to help you if you were the victim of a crime, but now you realise, like that tempting like on social media means they're going to film you rather than intervene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The number of times that you do see some poor sod getting jumped on and it's like mm. this is being filmed from 10 angles this is actually more than some <laughs> oscar winning movies have had on 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 set for for fight scenes <laughs> <laughs> so every, everyone well anyway you're and steve you all uh yes yeah i think so and um well <sighs> have you had it's... it I, that's quite an interesting question isn't it do you think have you had it yet are you one of the are you i on... don't think i have no um but that's the other weird thing isn't it that I mean, what a just like a, a random card that everyone's got that you you might have had it and you might not know about it. You might not get it or you might get it and it could be so bad that it, it kills you. What a range of... I mean, this is what I don't get about this. And I, I'm from a sciencey background, but it is the range of experience. If it was like it makes everyone quite ill and some people die, I could buy that. But the fact that some people don't even know they've got it (laughs) feels like some of us are being played a very poor hand in this. Yeah, yeah. Again, let's switch back to the zombie movie and add that into it as well. (laughs) Some people are zombies, but you wouldn't know that they're absolutely fine. They're just like, you know, still just getting on with the the weekly shop and taking the kids to school and, 
that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's uh, we they're two percent zombie, and so they don't really notice the difference. But do you know what? I did enjoy that that um, brain that we ate when we went on some foreign holiday. Oh, yeah, maybe I don't I caught it. Yeah, I don't think I've had it as you uh, chomping down on a yeah a, a, a nice bit of arm or something. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I'm making a list obviously of everyone that I speak to when I ask them that question of you know if they've had it or not. I, I don't think they've worked out yet if that put like what is the good list or the bad list as well you know is like what what people are going to be held up in society as the the leaders of the new world you know is it the guys mm. that have had it and recovered from it or will we be worshipping those that have avoided it the whole time although i guess as more and more of the cabinet get taken down as i, I don't know what they're up to are they just all going around like licking the door handles at number 10 or something like what <laughs> Like, seriously, how could, like, one after the other? Like, it's mad, isn't it? It's, yeah. Um... Uh, politics is all about people basically saying, do what I say, not as I do. And we know that already, but it's never been clearer than when, slowly but surely, they all come down with the thing they say, come on, now, you've got to stay inside, you've got to so socially distance, don't touch your face, don't uh, make sure you wash your hands all the time. And they all get it. Like, what were they doing? They clearly have not been sticking to any of their own rules. No, uh, and I've... I don't know. Was it Cummings that was on the other night? I can't recall now. They all start to mould into one after, especially with these like daily updates that we're getting as well. And that you know, it's like they are all slowly just morphing into one Tory, yeah. aren't they? Basically, we're, and it's uh, we're definitely onto the B list cast by now, aren't we? We did I, a couple of big hitters, and now it's like ah, everyone else is ill, so let's send in someone you've never seen before. And Dominic Cummings, when he was running away because he got some symptoms, and they saw him running down Downing Street. I'm not sure that running is going to help. What are you, are you? You think you're that toxic right now? Or, if you don't run out of there, you're going to bring the whole street down. Or that fast that he thinks he can actually yeah. outrun the airborne virus? Yeah, <laughs> I've been training for this. I'm ready. Yeah, I think it was him anyway, licking his fingers to as he turned each oh, that page. Was Rob? Was, was Dominic Rob? Yeah, Dominic who was Rob, giving yeah. it the old the old turning. Yeah, that's the thing. Amazing. James Dyson. It's great that Dyson's invented a ventilator or whatever it is that's going to be better than the ones um, you know that's going to supply the NHS. But if they could invent the self-turning page, we could save millions because yeah. it's the one thing we all do. Like paper is just slightly too sticky. Lick the fingers, that's it. You're a goner. Yeah, I, I well, as you know, we were meant to record the other night, and uh, I've got a. That's the thing. You think lockdown, don't you? You know. So I've also been um, put out to pasture or whatever the phrase is for when you work, tell you to bugger off for a couple of months as well, basically, on uh, oh, yeah. less wages. Furloughed. I have, yeah. So, um, which does sound like I should be out in a field somewhere on my own, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got that, <laughs> that kind of sound to it. So, yeah, I got all excited about how much, um, you know, of my creative endeavours I'd be able to get on with. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's not really... It's not that relaxing, to be honest with you. Because, you know, also the four-year-old's not at school, so she's at home all the time as well now. So it's, um, yeah, bless them. They're, uh, yeah, they're on they're on top form at the moment. So And obviously, the two little ones, it's, um, there's almost no point us trying to, obviously, mixing with other people. But, you know, within the household or anything, there's almost no point trying to avoid bugs and germs, mm. you know, when you've got kids at that age. Because you literally rolling in snot and dribble and stuff the whole time anyway aren't you say although i'm not saying this is what anyone in the government has done but 
uh, aren't you tempted just to give it a bit of the old, <clears throat> oh, I think I've got a, <clears throat> got a bit of a dry cough, yeah. and then you get to self-isolate, um, which means you just you pick one room, you don't let any of your other family members into that room, you get seven days of peace and quiet. Oh, now, man. you know, don't let this podcast be listened to by your other half, but you could play that card. <laughs> no, she's, uh, she listened to the first couple, and uh, don't worry, that's... Uh, I could, this is, actually, this is my safe place. This is, I could literally admit to a string of affairs or anything, or, you know, embezzlement or anything on this, and, uh, yeah, it's... Which uh, also might be things that Boris Johnson admits to at some stage, so you've got yeah, a lot in common. The, the parallels are scary, yeah, frightening now. <laughs> Getting more and more in common with the old get after all um <laughs> but let, let's sort of like um focus on on you a bit then steve so your background you, like loads of stuff you seem to do what do you um sort of identify as <laughs> you know in wow. terms of professionally um, what's a you, very modern question yeah, how do i self-identify yeah but you um, know because there's there's loads that you do you know broadcasting stand-up and radio and all sorts of bits in there yeah, it's part of my brain that immediately thinks that that proves I've not made any one of them successfully enough to live off, that I have to have this what they call portfolio career, because I keep getting sacked from everything, and you need <laughs> at least two other careers to support you. Um, so I, yeah, a comedian, I think I'd self-identify as comedian. I love stand-up, or I love to stand-up more, not that you can leave the house now. Yeah. And that has been one of the hardest things about the, the isolation, I didn't realise um, I'm only social distancing. I'm not isolating, but yeah. uh, it was the the lack of gigs. When Boris said, "Don't go to pubs over the next two days," the phone and emails just cancelled all my work for the next few months. Yeah, and I really miss standing in front of people, just saying some jokes and things. Well, it, um, it, yeah, it's the as as much as you, obviously you you know loads of people aren't they trying to do stuff online and you know itch the scratch the itch that, that way around that works yeah and uh yeah kind of try and still find a way to put content out there but yeah every, obviously everyone that i'm speaking to is kind of like you know may, i don't know may, maybe this is going to be uh it's not a good thing you know in terms of the the time that'll be lost away from it but everyone's going to be so bloody desperate to get back out there aren't they at sort of at whatever point they raise yeah. the barriers and let us go again there is part of me that worries as well because it's been so long since I've done a stand-up set. I'm going to have to start doing new act nights again. I, I'm going to have to go right back at the start and relearn it because I feel like I've got rusty. I get rusty if I don't gig for a week. Yeah. So by the time I'm out of this, I'm going to get stage fright and all of that stuff. Um, I do. I've I'm not done any of that online streaming of uh, stand-up because it's the interaction with an audience that I think I'd miss. Yeah. So I've been doing other stuff. Um, and I do think social media fills that gap. It reminds me a lot of, I think it was like 2011, when I, I was working in radio then and lost a few jobs and didn't have that much coming in from stand-up and earned an absolute pittance. So I didn't have a lot of uh, gigs to go and get the scratch itched. So I'd sit at home live tweeting when TV shows were on. And it's okay. almost the same kind of feeling. Like you can connect with someone in the moment and you've done a funny and you get some feedback from it. So I have found myself on social media more during this, which, you know, it wasn't that long ago. Newspapers were saying social media is really bad for your mental health. Yeah, and true. now it's the only thing my mental health is clinging to. <laughs> so just goes to show how it's changed. Yeah, you, no, you're right about that. It's, it is that instant feedback, isn't it? And that kind of, uh, yeah, I made a funny and it's connected with someone, which is why, yeah, when you post something online and, you know, you're like, it's been two minutes now. 
you, obviously you wouldn't ever wait that long at a gig, hopefully, <laughs> for before moving on. <laughs> how long should I leave? You know, how long will this take to land? This one, maybe if I, <laughs> maybe if I say it again, you know, it's sort of the uh, yeah, the retweet your own uh, tweet sort of uh, method of comedy. Of uh, yeah. I'll, I'll repeat it again. They obviously didn't quite get it or uh, change the wording slightly next time. <laughs> Um, so was it the stand-up then that sort of got you into, you know, the obviously one of the, the, the main bits that people know you for and that I, I recognise you from as well, like the Match Report? It was, yeah, and it was years and years ago. So that was when I was coming out of that 2011 slump. Yeah. I then started doing Edinburgh shows and these shows in London that were all about the news. And it would be, you know, me, TV screen behind me and projector during some of them. And because, I think this is how it happened, um, because after one of those Edinburgh shows, I was invited to do an audition for this TV show called The Mash Report. And that was 2014. Um, so I had, by then, I think I'd done three or four years of doing these topical shows. And I went along to the audition and was told that I got the right voice for it, but effectively everything else is wrong. So I went back for a second audition and had to be taught how to sit, which, nice. you know, like when you it. think you've nailed the basics, right? <laughs> I can do this being a human lark, but apparently I was sitting wrong and not moving properly. Um, so they taught me how to have the body posture of Hugh Edwards and the voice with a little whiff of Michael Burke. Um, and then we did, we made a pilot and I think no one wanted it. And then what changed was the news, like Trump happened, Brexit happened. And then in 2017, the BBC was looking for a topical show and through a bizarre system of getting repitched and whatever, then it becomes a TV show. And then, yay, all of a sudden I've got a, a third leg of the career that I can fall back on when I get fired from the other two. There's, there's another tab on the website. Yeah, it's uh, Happy Days, yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, like, that, yeah, political and, like, reporting on the news and stuff like that, I guess this isn't going to massively influence your stand up set then is it kind of you know this event as such you know because some people that i've been speaking to are kind of thinking well hang on a minute when we go back to this what are the audiences going to be like you know where's the mm. what's the hunger going to be for are people going to be wanting more of the truth even though the truth in inverted fingers obviously of you know how a, a stand-up would deliver it or are people going to be so is the the danger that people are just going to be sick of news and anything that hints towards reality that it's going to be more you know of oh, the obscure and the surreal and the you know the playful element where you can completely forget anything real that's going on yeah. in the world afterwards i mean I, I tend to have both well i used to back when i did before the lockdown when i was doing stand-up i had both so weekend work was normal club set stuff and it, it only every so often had some topical bits sprinkled into it. Right. And then elsewhere in the week, I'd spend a lot of time. Because I used to write some sketches for a local BBC station as well. Um, all the work's dried up at once. It's amazing. And then that would be topical material, which I'd rewrite a stand-up and then go and try it new material nights and then midweek gigs where I wouldn't be doing normal club stuff. Um, so I'd be working on like that version of the set. And then there'd be the other one for the weekend stuff where you probably don't want some guy's opinion on what Boris Johnson's been doing. And, and that way I can chop and change. If I was at a gig where I started to do some topical stuff and all of a sudden you can just feel that energy go because, yeah. no, it's their night out and they've had a bad enough week, you can get back onto the silly stuff. I imagine I'll try and do the same. It'll take me a bit of a while to you know work out which funny tweets are actually worthy of stand-up. That's quite yeah, a jump. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's nothing quite like the ones where you get a nice handful of retweets. You're like, oh, I got some gold here. <laughs> and you say it on stage and you just get looked at and you're like, yeah, it's a different medium. Shouldn't have shouldn't have presumed I was funny. Yeah, it's um do you think that so mainly then I guess your 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 approach will be just uh, as you've been doing it before. I, I you know, I, I can see how it would potentially be a you know, does this need mentioning almost you know the what what I, but that's the thing we don't know how long it's going to go on for as well do we and yeah uh, and also i guess the it's not going to be uh you'd hope because it'd be absolute madness but i think we can pretty safely say it's going to be a a staggered return to normality if that's the way that things are headed after this anyway of you know you, you can't see comedy stores and places like that having four five hundred capacity gigs straight away can you you know of that being allowed immediately mm. so um yeah definitely up for like that live experience and and how comfortable you know we're always you know anyone who's performed and would be so hungry to get out there and maybe a little bit blase about that element of the you know the safety and stuff as soon as they tell us we can go again then we'll be back out there doing it but yeah you do have yeah to i mean to be fair the audience is sat closer to each other than we are to them i yeah. mean we we will have the two meters distance it's everyone else you gotta feel sorry for yeah. and in terms of mentioning it as a topic when you're on stage not to get overly nerdy and technical but there are different places in which you can mention a reference in a joke it doesn't have to be the topic of the joke of course it can be the alluded to reference in the punchline which will work so well because those things always land better when they're kind of zeitgeisty references and it is going to be the front of mind zeitgeist thoughts in everyone's head because you know we would have spent so long away from society and i'm i'm naturally an introvert and a recluse at the end of this there is a risk that i'll love it too much and you know i'm not going to rejoin society never liked it before why should i do it now i've got plenty of tin food um but for everyone else it will be subconsciously right there ready to come up to the surface yeah it's it like the societal impact is one that I guess it's been touched on a little bit, but yeah, not, I guess they don't want to focus on it too much yet, do they? Because it is, we're still right in the midst of this. And it's, um, I, I wonder really why, again, they're not kind of prepping us for the extension of this period of, <laughs> you know, social distancing going on as well. Because it, it's, mm. you look at every other country and they've all extended the that initial period. I've got, um, relatives that live out in France and they went on lockdown about 10 days before we well even though they've not said the word in the UK but you know we're sort of taking it to mean lockdown aren't we um and so yeah they went on about 10 days before us and they've they've just extended for another three weeks hmm. but they've done they've played a blinder in terms of how the messages come across because if if on day one the government went lockdown everyone would have pushed back against it. And as, yeah. as horrible as it is, you need a few deaths before people will accept that um, instruction. But also what they did was they gave the advice, which then a day later or two days later, they could report and say, look at these people not sticking to the advice. Now yeah. we need to make it a rule. Yeah. So if you can blame someone else for triggering it being a rule and not have to be uh, making it sound like you're the one bringing in this lockdown, then they've done really well at that. And I think maybe that's not why... That's why they're not paying attention to the societal impact. Everyone's looking at the economy and how that's going to be hit. And at the moment, they're not looking at the societal impact because they probably can't do much about it, or rather they don't want to do much about it at the moment. It's better that we stay quiet and stay indoors to let the virus die. 
and you know, even if society changes, it will grow back to be something. I mean, I do worry it will be a long time before society needs comedians, if we're honest. Plumbers are far more essential yeah. <laughs> than people who can turn up and tell jokes. Yeah. Um, it'll be a long while until they need us again. But society will definitely find a way. Do, do you see it as a point then of like major change or not really then? I do actually. I mean, I, I do see it. There will be a, like a BC before Corona. Because uh, everything will change. Like, there will be so many bits that we do now. We'll be a generation that will bore our grandkids about what it was like during the lockdown. Oh, oh it was so tough. I'm so pleased oh, about it. that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we finally got it. Our generation has been absolutely, let's be honest, absolutely fucking desperate for something to go on about, yeah. haven't we? You know, that's why we're we're still, and not that it's wrong to do so, but why... We, we still talk about the, the war as if, well, I say we, uh, you know, a lot of people in our generation, as if we were bloody there and, and suffered it as well, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, this will at least give people, yeah, a new a new badge of honour to say that they've yeah. survived something and, uh, and been through something as well. Um, and it, it means we're the generation, if you compare it to the war, we are, what was it called, the silent generation, the one before the boomers. Right, So okay. the ones who that they're given this credit for stoically dealing with all the trouble, and then they had lots of babies because I think that's how they dealt with all the trouble. They were banging like rabbits. Um, <laughs> no wonder they were quiet, <laughs> the silent generation. Not that silent if you put your ear up against the door. And then, so there'll be, I think that will repeat. There'll be another secondary baby boom. They will be, in the future, the annoying gits who own property where no one else can. And we will be the nice ones. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is, and I'd, I, yeah, I, I hope if if that's the impact that it has, then um, yeah, it's yeah, that that's manageable, isn't it? I guess it, the 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 worry that you'd hear from some is that this is well, it, and it obviously is. It's quite hard to deny. But if ever there was an opportunity for more draconian measures to be brought in, you know, for that kind of limitation of of rights, it kind of almost as you said before, you know, it's um, as soon as they're able to make you know the the focus on look at these people that aren't following the rules, and this is how it's harming you. You mm. you you've you've got a, a there's a mob for hire there, isn't there? You know there's immediately a group of local villagers with with pickforks, um, you know going after people and um, yeah, sort of reinforcing whatever message really they they want to get out there at the moment. It's um, yeah, it, it it's an odd one, and you know I do worry with having a couple. Of, obviously, the the one year old is pretty, you know, no idea. Obviously, what's going on? We'll still cry at the same time if you know food food's not administered. But no, yeah. for the for the four year old, definitely, she picked up on the language so quickly. It was amazing actually, um, because while the schools were still open, but while this was like a a massive point of conversation, they were watching videos in classrooms about how important it is to wash your hands and being taught songs about killing germs and all stuff like this you know so it's you do want worry a little bit as you know as a, as a parent of like hang on a minute this isn't this is, this is like an ocd <laughs> you know diagnosis in the in the waiting here for a lot of these yeah. kids i'm sure well they're being taught songs about killing germs it's just the word man away from it being exactly like the war yeah 
Um, yeah, so, true. Yeah. The uh, are you tempted to? Because you know, if they're young, like your four-year-old is likely to not get any symptoms at all. Yeah. To absolutely walk it off, which is just nature being really unfair, I think. Yeah. Um, are you tempted to do the old chicken pox thing and just you know take the kid around licking surfaces? <laughs> well, I I don't I don't think we dare quite go that we've all actually been a a little bit poorly to one degree or another over the last month i would say um Mm -hmm. where in sort of looking back on it you know like oh there was a cough that was present and you know i didn't have a temperature but i had um you know like shortness of breath which is like something that i would you know it was like a it, it was stood out enough to say this is a bit weird that i'm short of breath walking upstairs and it and it hung around for like a while like a tightness in the chest for two or three weeks i would say not just that thing where you tie your shoes and you can't breathe while you're doing it no like 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 diving like a rib like a ribs going into your lungs or something yeah like (laughs) why am i stabbing myself am i that much what about your sense of smell because that i was reading today that is apparently it's the strongest um indicator of whether you've had it or not yeah so i not that i picked up on not that I picked up on. Um, I, we're nor- obviously we're parents of a one-year-old, so we <laughs> we sniff all sorts of stuff. And we get right in there. Obviously, it's part of the uh, part of your job, isn't it? You know, that's how you to work. Yeah, you identify you, that, you identify <laughs> things more with your nose or, and tongue than you do with your eyes. You know, you just but, right. Right Imagine it. though, if you've lost your sense of smell and you've just not changed the kid <laughs> for three weeks, <laughs> it smells fine to me. <laughs> no, you had the virus. <laughs> These nappies are amazing. This is holding everything in. Great value for money. Yeah. <laughs> Poor kid. Which is good because you can't get down the shops to buy anymore. Well, so, yeah. n- no, no, exactly. We did find ourselves buying like really weird versions at one point when it went, all went a, a bit crazy to start with, you know, of the how the hell, hell does this work? And oh, great. These are, these are the ones they've made to leak on purpose, it would seem. You know, these are <laughs> the worst design, you know, that you know, in the middle of a pandemic that. There's only one, you know, brand of nappy left on the shelf from more experienced parents than ourselves, probably. That, um, yeah, that's going to be uh, fun, fun times with that. But um, yeah, it, it, it's odd, you know. It, it's kind of um, does mix stuff up a bit when, you know, we, you almost wish, you know, if it if it was just me and my missus that were, you know, the sort of the the RBC before children, um, mm. of you know, you'd we'd just be. We'd probably just drink our way through it, you know, and that would be the, <laughs> you, you, you know, that would, that would hunker down in that way and we'd be absolutely fine with it. But it's the, yeah, keeping the kids entertained. As I said, with the four-year-old picking up on the language so much, you know, of, uh, she even says stuff like, you know, oh, when things are back to normal, can we? And then, you know, something that, you know, go and see grandma or, or something like that. You know, we're checking in on the, on the phone. Don't worry, Steve. You know, we have made sure. Yeah. Uh, she's all right and stuff so it's uh yeah amazing yeah. if, if uh, little four-year-olds are picking up on that then it's um and the word virus you know don't before well, apparently it wasn't that long ago that people didn't i was listening to some podcasts it, it was only when they invented the electron microscope that we had a sense of what viruses actually were because they're right. so small they are just a small crappy little not no disrespect to coronavirus but a crappy little strand of rna inside a proteiny bag and that's it rubbish so until you because bacteria are massive in comparison so these viruses no one really knew what they were until you could look down to that small level so your kids are learning some pretty up-to-date 
bit of science there. Yeah, if anything, and yeah, although unfortunately I'm undoing all of that with the homeschooling at the moment. <laughs> so, as much as she's leaped forward in some areas, um, we're um, yeah, and and you know I, I wouldn't say that I ever had a dislike of teachers, but I had um, you know a, a healthy level of disrespect for them, if shall we say that. Um, yeah. But yeah, to um, yeah, we're only like a week and a half into it, and we're all already, you know, what the fuck are we going to talk about? You know, what are we going <laughs> to... There must be more than seven things you, that we did at school that we can remember. So to, today, I uh, or last night, actually, I don't mind other parents listening, I should trademark it first, but I invented School of Sock I came up with okay. last night. So obviously, it's a play on School of Rock. Uh, sounds a bit like that thank you and <laughs> we took a sheet of a4 paper and we just basically put the spotlight in our kids eye uh you know put the thumb screws on and stuff and said you know got her to brainstorm a bit topics that she might be interested in you know so right what what you know what things do you like what would you like to learn more about what what should we research um mm. so we've now got and then with a some of them were ridiculous, Steve. I, you know, I don't know what they were teaching her at school. So unicorns, you know, and, and stuff like this coming up. Um, so chuck those out, obviously. Um, but then threw in a few of our own as well. So they're all now wrapped up um, or ripped up like little raffle tickets in this big like football sock of, of mine that out the top drawer kind of thing. Um, and so every morning now puts a hand in, pulls out a topic, that's what we're going to be learning about that day. We've got like 30 nice. topics in there now, mate. So we don't need to be in the moment coming up with it. I, I think that's... Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. And it adds a sense of uh, surprise and jeopardy. Maybe schools should actually start looking into it. I don't, I don't <laughs> know the full list of ones you've got. I've only got I've only got about six football socks. So I'm going to struggle to, <laughs> to, to supply the whole of the... UK education system, but I, I could look but, yeah. into that. Yeah, but I, I do slightly worry that lots of people who are homeschooling their kids, there are going to be loads of kids that are really good at colouring in and other really quote marks artistic things, and it will be a generation of people who can't do partial fractions to save the damn life. I suppose a four-year-old's not going to be doing partial fractions, but you know, I mean, everyone has, well, loads of people have a disdain for maths, yeah, and all of a sudden you've got to teach that to your kids. It's not I, happening, is it? No. This is what it's a shame I don't have kids yet because I'm a nerdy maths fiend. I love a bit of maths. I'd be on algebra. In fact, I'm probably. I don't want to give away too much. I'm doing algebra even though I don't have kids. It's it's not a homeschool. It's a home research project. I love okay. a bit of algebra every so often. So I think yeah, we need to make sure people are homeschooling some proper science. Hang on. Get, well, here we here we go. Uncle Steve's maths maths club. Um, <laughs> we know the microphone works now. I can yeah. plonk them both down. Um, if you could do. What Tuesday and Thursday afternoons? Give us. A I mean, bit of time it will off. be calculus, and when they cry, it's your fault. <laughs> uh, no, but you're right. It's um, again, they've just kind of thrown. Uh, it's it's these societal imp impacts, isn't it? And it's kind of like we're yeah, like you said, you can't focus on it too much because there's a bigger issue at hand at mm. the moment. But Although I will say, in terms of maths, I think look, Isaac Newton, they were back when there was some plague issue and that he wasn't allowed to leave the house, they were all in lockdown. It was definitely the work he did on optics, but I think it might have been calculus as well. Is he like developed calculus whilst in lockdown? So your other option is to get your kid in a room, throw a pen, a piece of paper, say, 
Uh, Newton did calculus, shut the door and just leave him to it. Yeah. Because, you know, he might come up with something better. It's kind of the a, a, a very cruel, almost child neglect version of the, the you know, infinite number of monkeys on uh, typewriters. <laughs> it's just one child in the utility room. So it's not quite yeah. the, yeah, the chances are maybe coming out with something. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. There's going to be, um, but they gave us on, so we, we got about two days notice that the school was closing. Um, other than for key workers, key workers, kids can still go, hmm. which that sort of, you know, is a sort of, not, I'm not a hard lefty by any point. I, I, I'm, I'm on the, I'm in the corridor of being in the middle, but leaning on the left hand side of the wall, probably is you know where I generally tend to okay. position a, myself. An easterly antechamber. There you go. That yeah, that perfect. Exactly, exactly what yeah, how I describe myself. And um, yeah, that sort of again, I get that, but it's like a, you know there was the little bit of the element of me of like, oh great, so all the doctors' kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are gonna grow up to be fucking doctors and my kids at home i'm shouting at her about unicorns because you know there's only so many days that you can teach a child about an imaginary creature before it starts to drive you insane um yeah, yeah and they're still getting they've now got the benefit of 20 calculus teachers um but if it makes you feel any better, the kids of the doctors were always going to oh, succeed they were in life. Always going to do better than mine, weren't they, Steve? <laughs> There's no social mobility in the UK. Let it go. Relax. Oh. Teach some more unicorn bullshit. <laughs> and who knows? After this, there could we? They could. That could be the next thing. There could be. There could be unicorns. Couldn't there? There could be we unicorns. Already in Wales, um, there were the pictures of the mountain goats that came down and just started walking around the streets, and that was like a week into lockdown. And I looked at those pictures and thought, really, Mother Nature, is this how long it would be for humans to be wiped out before things are just like, right, we'll carry on? That's how unneeded we are. Yeah. Goats as well, wasn't it? Goats in Paisley today, I think. The really? Goat, these, the goats we want to watch of, these goats. I always wondered what would be the animal that takes over as soon as we lose the dominance. It turns out it's goats. Good to know. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on them. Not too keep many. Keep an eye on them. <laughs> <laughs> Our next hour of exercise, we will definitely go past the goat field, um, which uh, I'm sure they've been gathering. There's larger groups of goats there than there has been in the previous weeks. Yeah, you might. That's what we should do. Our, our daily mandated government allowed uh, exercise should be past fields of goats doing that thing where you do the old two fingers at your eyes, then two fingers point at them. I'm watching. Just mouth to them. I'm watching yeah. you. Because they, they they they'll know then, and that will slow them down a bit there's probably not even doctors kids in that school it's probably goat kids yeah <laughs> there you go that's what's going on yeah the the hour of um forced exercise it is now very precious to lots of people who never used to leave the house uh, which i mm. find quite you know they were they will defend their hour of exercise you know you know almost they, they will fight for it won't they now you know it's uh which is exercise so they yeah. should be yeah let them it, fight it, it, exactly but i'm sure Half the people that we bump into when we're wandering the streets aren't normally uh, just bloody getting in our way. And the other thing, sorry, um, um, you've made me get annoyed about some stuff, which is good, okay? <laughs> That's what I'm the, here for. <laughs> the, so we go on these walks, and so normally litter obviously exists, but like, unfortunately that's out there. 
on your next walk, keep an eye out for the number of discarded gloves, like rubber protective gloves. Where we live, they're bloody really? everywhere. Like, I'm not even That's... joking, like 10 pairs I counted on the walk. Not that I'm <laughs> anally protective, um, angry dad or anything <laughs> like that. Not that I'm that stereotype. But yeah, 10 pairs just discarded. And surely that completely undoes any work that you were thinking of protecting yourself or others by yeah they're, they're more common than like cigarette butts when we go for a walk now well it also shows just how easy we can be changed from the path of sir david attenborough giving it the old single use plastics and all that stuff and we're like we we were paying extra in coffee shops we're carrying bags bags for life with us we've got this that and the other way you try and you know having paper straws no, oh, just drink from the cup because that just makes everything taste like cardboard. As we did all of that to avoid single-use plastics, and then we find out you might catch something that's a bit of a nasty lurgy, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, screw those dolphins. Yeah, We're st- straight into covering our hands and discarding it. Although, do you want to know something that's even grimmer? Um, because by being a key worker, you know, do a bit of broadcasting. And apparently broadcasting is an essential role even though it often is it's on radio down here. So, yes, we deliver the news, but also you do back announce a fair fair slice of Celine Dion songs. Um, and by having to drive around, there is way more roadkill on the road. Oh. And I thought it would be the other way. But I think the animals are still being hit by the cars, but what you're not getting is the secondary effect, and this is gross, I do apologise, <laughs> of, of other cars squishing that animal so you don't know it's an animal anymore. Uh, Whereas when course, I was driving yes. back and forth from Tunbridge Wells, um, man, it was just animals strewn everywhere. And there's some of them are so big, you had to like slow down and indicate around it. Oof. Yeah, that is, None of them were goats, though, just in case. Well, they wouldn't be, because it's the goats that push the badger out in front of the, <laughs> the bus, isn't it? We, we know that now. We know that, mate. Um... Oh, it's, um, yeah, just bonkers what's going on at the moment. There's not much, many other ways to to describe it, really, is there? It's mm. um, like, it, it it's some new material for stuff, I guess. Well, yeah, some, I mean, bringing the comedy... Come from it. And bringing the comedy angle in, I think, actually, this is a great time to be a comedian. It's terrible because all of our work is suddenly not paid. And the closest thing to payment we get, someone said, are you going to, to me, are you going to do like online stand-up gigs? I'm like, well, I miss the stand-up, but I also miss getting paid. And I think that is the bit I might have to pursue more vigorously because yeah. I can't afford the bills. But the opportunity, you know, we've spent our lives working out how to take a nugget of information and turn it into a, a, a different reading of it that makes people smile or laugh. And actually, what we do... It's going to be bloody useful because we've never been through anything like this. There are probably mental health issues and like unconscious pressures on us that we've not even processed yet. And the people who will help society through it, not necessarily the professional comedians, but the people being funny. It's it's like gallows humour. People will be dying, but we will need we'll need humour to help us deal with the impact it's going to have on us. And if at the end of it we could get paid as well, that'd be pretty darn sweet. Yeah, too right, man. Too right. What what have you got coming up? As you said, the diary is quite empty. You got stuff you're yeah. working on at the moment. Jobless as hell. No, um, I thank thankfully, the Mash Report is still going ahead. So the new series um, is on at the moment, and because of social isolation and all that luck, um, we're filming it from our homes. 
So there was a bit where I had to leave my home. Some camera people came around and set up one of my rooms as a TV studio. And then it's really weird because it connects it to the internet. And we I just sit there in front of this camera staring at me. This is the, this is a vision of the future. <laughs> and I just read the lines. You know, I get dressed up, put the suit on. Only on the top half, of course. I'm of an course, idiot. yeah. Um, read the lines. And that's it. I'll get a text message just saying, nice one, you're done. And that's it. And then I just go back into the other room. Oh, it's, I suppose a shiver just went back down my spine. That is what the future is going to be like, just with smaller cameras. It, um, but we're on again. So that's my main gig at the moment. We've got six more episodes. Cool. No, that, that's really good. I enjoy that. And I, it, it, it depends on your, um, you know, preference of humor and stuff like that, I guess, you know, what you'll gravitate towards. But no, I think you're right. Like you said before, it's... Uh, yeah, if we can, that's sort of our job, I guess, in a way, isn't it? Is to find the fun and poke a bit at, at these kind of things and hold a mirror up to some stuff as well. And yeah, not much more than that, really. If you can uh, raise a smile while um, a bit of chaos is going on, job done at the end of the day, I would say. Yeah, I don't know how we could possibly try and get our human brains around something as big as this. Because there's no way we've evolved to be able to deal with isolation. It's weird that um, in films, whenever people are in prison, the biggest punishment you could do to them is, um, uh, yeah, what's the, in the old cooler, um, solitary confinement. Yeah. And so for loads of people, solitary confinement's happening and they've not done a crime. So and I've, I've written, because I write some newspaper columns as well, and one of the big themes recently was I want the government to record how long I've spent in lockdown and have it commuted off any future sentences, because I probably will have to turn to crime, because that bailout for self-employed people was not great. I don't know no. if Rishi, Rishi Sunak was beaten up by a self-employed person when he was young, but it changed him and he fears us. <laughs> and so in the future, I'll turn to crime. And then they'll sentence me, and I'll be like, yeah, but I did six months, um, 2020, indoors. So hopefully I can have that knocked off my sentence. Good man, good man. No, it's... Uh, Planning ahead. I like it. I like And the goats, we've got the goats sorted as well. So we're, we're, if there's two people that are going to survive, it will be, uh, be you and me speaking over the internet in yep. <laughs> some dystopian future, I'm sure. <laughs> um, look, Steve, I really appreciate your time, mate. I need to... Uh, my four-year-old's asleep, so I need to go and read a medical journal... Um, just sat beside her bed in the hope that we can overcome these bastard doctors' children. Um, we're getting all this. I'm, I'm not. Go- I'm not giving in yet. I'm still. I'm gonna fight for one more year at least to, uh, yeah, see if we can make some ground up. And, the more uh, upsetting thing should be the fact that the children of people who work on checkouts are also getting a better education than yours. That, yeah. They're the ones. They're yeah, the ones I, you want to watch. I, I, I didn't want to go there. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep tonight now. Um, <laughs> no, cheers very much for your time, mate. I'll whack all the links for all your socials and and all the rest of it onto the show notes for this as well. Um, yeah, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Um, be good to catch up again in future as well. Yeah, always a pleasure. Well, you know where I am at I the do. end of a microphone with for for a good long while nothing to do. <laughs> good, just sat there waiting for someone to <laughs> to dial in. Appreciate it. Take care, mate. All the best. All right, cheers. Thanks, Steve. So thanks very much to Steve Allen there uh, for a great chat. I mean, as you're probably hearing listening, though, I sort of, uh, my input levels uh, differ wildly, I guess. But then, um, yeah, as you spend more and more days inside, despite the fact that I'm lucky enough to have my lovely little family with us, it's, uh, yeah, you have good moments and bad moments, basically, with even being able to think of words, uh, you're fine. But no, we'll keep battling on and... Um, 
yeah, I hope that you're enjoying this, getting something from it. Um, it's an interesting time, guys, but we, you know, genuinely mean sticking in there together. And, and boy, are we going to have a party and some gigs when we get out the other side of this as well. And everything gets back to normal. That'd be great. So, um, I'll pretty much leave it there for you. I think there'll be another episode coming up mega quick as well in the next 48 hours or so. That's the way that I'm pacing these at the moment. And it would be great if you could do us a favour. Would really appreciate you on, well, wherever you listen, really, but especially Apple Podcast listeners. If you could click on the five stars and put a little comment, that really helps us out. If you could hit subscribe, that really helps as well. Um, share anything of the social media. Just search at pullback reveal uh, you will find us on all the well, facebook twitter uh, basically uh, give us a follow on there that'd be great and also i've got some more stuff that's going to be coming out on lockdown comedy so give that a search at lockdown comedy on youtube and on facebook and twitter as well there's bits on there there's the at westeds Comfest about the comedy festival we drop some stuff on there from time to time as well so um yeah, I mean, if you like it, I could pretty much take up most of your days, I think, at the moment. But, yeah, show us some love, get in touch. I would love some contact from the outside world. So give us a shout. Like I said, if you want to come on the show, then that's brilliant as well. Let me know. And also, yeah, recommendations. People that you'd like me to hound and try and get on there. Um, we've got some crackers coming up, some stuff you're going to absolutely love. But in the meantime, thank you to Steve. Thank you as well for tuning in. And I'm going to get back to putting some stickers, dinosaur stickers, of, um, what's he called? What's he called, Eva, this map guy? And his amazing adventures. Um, putting some stickers onto a poster. There we go. Happy days. Enjoy. Love you all. Bye-bye.